Okay, so we're learning Daf Yud Beis. Let's just give a quick summary of where we left off with yesterday so we can jump in. So we have a, a dispute that's recorded in our Mishra between Rameir and Rabbanan, uh, and Rab- Rameir and Rabbi Huda, rather, about how far did the Rabbanan Asr Chametz on Arab Pesach. We know the Torah forbids Chametz uh, on Arab Pesach in the afternoon, after midday. But the Rabbanan were concerned people are going to get mixed up exactly with the time, and somebody might come to eat Chametz thinking it's still the morning, when the reality is it's already afternoon. So therefore the Rabbanan make when it's already restricted to eat the chametz. So the first opinion, Rameir just says a very simple thing. He says, you can eat until one hour before. It's a one hour mistake. So you eat until 11 and then you burn from 11 till 12. That's Rabbi Meir's opinion. Rabbi Yehuda says no. Rabbi Yehuda says you should be done eating your chametz two hours before by 10 o'clock. From 10 to 11, you chill, and then from 11 to 12, you burn. That is Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. Later on in the Mishnah, we even see Rabbi Gamliel, who pretty much concurs with Rabbi Yehuda. He just says, between 10 and 11, even though you don't eat regular food, you could eat food, you could eat food that has like a pressing need to get eaten, something like truma, but usually other regular, ordinary food should be finished by 10 o'clock. So the simple understanding of the dispute, which we'll see in today, is how... How far would a person make a mistake? Is it likely that a person will think that maybe, you know, 10.30 is really, uh, when he thinks it's really 10.30, the reality might be it's 12.01. Is that possible? Is that not possible? But it's something to do with that. How far of a mistake would a person make? So we started looking at a Mishnah in Sanhedrin. The Mishnah in Sanhedrin was talking about upholding testimony. Now, when you have two different testimonies saying different things, two different witnesses saying different things, obviously we can't combine them. Two people can't talk about the same murder and give different details and we expect us to believe that testimony. It can't be. But if it's close enough in a way that the discrepancy can be overlooked, it can be understood that they're not saying, talking about different things or contradicting each other. It's just that one is making a slight mistake and a nuance and the other one is also, and we can bring them close together, that's fine. So like, for example, we said, if one said the second of the month and one said the third of the month, that's totally acceptable because it's just one doesn't know what, if Rosh Chodesh was on day 30 or day 31, that's fine. They're essentially talking about the same thing, just wording in different words. So then we had that the Mishnah, uh, brought about the recorded machlokis between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Meir said if one witness says it was at the second hour and one says it was in the third hour, that's fine. But if one says it was in the third hour and one says in the fifth hour, that's not fine. In other words, it's got to be two and three is fine, but three and five is too far off to connect. And Rabbi Yehuda said no. Even uh, even that even that can be fulfilled. Even if one one is saying it's three and one is saying it's five, we would also connect them. That's what Rabbi Yehuda said. So it seemed that even the two hour discrepancy could be connected. Although Rabbi Yehuda did mention that if one said five and one said seven, we can't connect them because that's one before the the the, the the sun's in one side of the sky before noon, and one, one the sun's in a different side of the sky afternoon. That's too far. No one would ever get mis- mistaken about that. So and then we started trying to understand what the root of the question is. So again, Rabbi Meir is saying one saying two, one saying three is good, but one saying three, one saying five is no good. And Rabbi Yehuda is saying no, even one saying three, one saying five, that's also acceptable. So a biased perspective is that People don't really make mistakes about time. And if they do, it's, or in the second version of the Gemara, it's very, very minimal. So the one, the real only reason when one says two and one says three, it's good is because we actually expect that the murder, we can understand the murder took place right at the end of the second hour, right at the beginning of the third hour. So the one that's saying two and the one that's saying three are talking about the same thing. The one who's saying two is saying it was at the end of the third hour, the end of the second hour. The one who was saying three was saying it's at the beginning of the third hour. That's the way we could connect them. But if one is saying three and one is saying five, so obviously there's a contradiction, so that's why we can't connect them. That was Abai's perspective. And according to Abai, the whole point here in, uh, in, is that Rabbi, Rabbi Meir holds people don't really make mistakes in the accuracy of time at all. And Rabbi Yudah, someone can make a mistake up to a half an hour in the time, Abai said. So me. So really, the murder took place uh, somewhere in the middle of the fourth in, in the middle in the middle of the fourth hour. So everything's good. 
Uh, the, so, 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 so a person can make a mistake about that. The person who was saying the second hour, he meant it was the end of the second hour is what he meant. He was a half an hour off. So that's fine. And the person who was saying the fifth hour, he meant right in the beginning of the fifth hour, he's a half an hour off and they're both talking about the same thing. So that was the idea of Abaye. But according to Abaye, the machlokas between Rameir and Rabiuda is that according to Rameir, people don't make mistakes at all with time. And according to Rabiuda, they make mistakes only until uh, a, a, a half an hour. Rava, Rava disagreed with that. Rava seemed to say, um, Rava seemed to say that the idea is just, is, well, actually, let's just jump into the Gemara where we are today. I'm sorry. I want to get ahead of myself. Okay. So let's start from Azal Rav Huna, top of Yud Bey And what, what Rav Huna is going to be doing, and this is what David was asking him at the end, is that Abai's explanation that he gave us for our mayor is that the question is whether people make mistakes in time or not. Rabbi Meir is saying people don't make mistakes in time. That's essentially Rabbi Meir's opinion. So, and, and Rabbi, and Rabbi Yudha is saying maybe somebody can make a mistake in time up to half an hour. Fine. But all of that only works with the assumption that when a witness says in the second hour, he meant at the end of the second hour, and that when the guy said it happened in the third hour, he meant it happened in the beginning of the third hour. And that's the reason we're able to connect them. So also Ravuna, top of Rava. They were saying over this sugya in front of Rava. And Rava said, I don't understand. If we would actually further probe the witnesses, ask them further. I don't understand. The case of let's say three and five. You're saying that this guy who meant three meant the end of three. This guy who meant five meant the end of five. And really there's only an hour off between them. And we could say they were each mistaken about half an hour. That was like Rebuda's view according to Abai. But maybe we'd ask them and they actually would tell you that's not what they meant. The guy who said it happened in the fifth hour. How do you know he meant the beginning of the fifth hour? Ask the guy. If you would ask him, what would he say? He might say he didn't mean that. And if that would happen, then of course it would be contradictory testimony. Because again, according to Abai, there's a very little amount of, 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 of mistake that will allow. In, in Rameir, it's minimal. And in Rebuda, it's up to half an hour. So anything can only be connected if we say that the witness who said three meant at the end of three. The witness who said five meant in the beginning of five, so on and so forth. But who's to say that's really what the witnesses went, meant? And, and if we don't know, and if it's a doubt to us, is it possible that we can just say, well, maybe it's not a contradiction and therefore it's fine? How could we do that? We're talking about a man's life here. We're talking about a capital punishment. Did the guy commit the murder or didn't? For Achmana Omar, this is such an important theme in the Beistin. That actually it's the Beistin's job to try to, get the, to exonerate the guy. It's actually the courts, it's almost their mission, their objective is to get the guy off the hook. So how could it be that we're going to uphold the testimony of one saying three and one saying five based on the assumption that the guy who said five meant the beginning of five and the guy that said three meant the end of three? According to Rava, such a thing is ridiculous. So therefore, Rava is now going to present to us a new understanding of the Machlokas Rameir and Rabbi Yudah. Again, Rabbi Meir holds we uphold the testimony of, of one saying two, one saying three, but we do not uphold the testimony of one saying three and one saying five. Rabbi Yudah says, no, even one saying three and one saying five is also acceptable. Abai gave his perspective. Rava has had problems with it. Now Rava is going to tell us the way he sees it. Ella Amar Rava. Rather, Rava says, according to Rabbi Meir, you know what it is? We know what people mean. And we're going to assume the worst. When the guy who said two hours meant the beginning of two hours, and maybe the guy who said three hours actually meant the end of three hours. We're going to assume the worst in their words. But people make mistakes for up to two hours. That's exactly what it is. It's not such a hard thing to understand. People don't always know what the time is. So when one guy says two hours and one guy says three hours, even if we assume the greatest discrepancy between their words, assume it. One is saying the beginning of the second hour, one is saying the end of the third hour. So there's up to almost a two-hour discrepancy. That's fine. 
because people can have such a mistake. Maybe one of the witnesses really thought that it was the end of the third hour. But they're talking about the same murder. They're talking about the same murder that they saw together. Just they weren't wearing a watch and they were just guessing kind of what time it was. And when they come to report it, so one witness is saying two and one witness is saying three, but there's no, they're not arguing. There's not a contradiction in the testimony. It's just, there's a mistake to them about what the time was. That's where the mayor's view that person makes a mistake up to two hours. And the Dibri Rebbe Yehuda, who said that we uphold the testimony of even three to five, which assume the worst. Again, so three to five could be a discrepancy of up to three hours because the one who said three may mean the beginning of the third hour. The one who said five might mean the end of the fifth hour. But Adam according to Rebbe Yehuda, a person may make a mistake of up to three hours. So according to Rabbi, the Machlokas is, uh, is simply about how far, of a, how far of a mistake do we tolerate in the contradiction. Now the Gemara speaks off the math for you. According to Rebbe Meir, that a person may make a mistake of up to two hours. The story happened either in the beginning of the second or the end of the third. Make it the worst you can possibly make it. Again, one guy is saying two, one guy is saying three. And one of the two is mistaken. One of the two is off uh, a little bit less than two hours. And certainly if it happened, let's say, in the middle of the second hour or the, in the middle of the third hour, certainly that's fine because then the mistake of, the, of each person isn't as great. But even if you, you, if, you, if you broaden the discrepancy based on their words to the greatest extent, you know, one guy meant the beginning of the second, one guy meant the end of the third, and their murder really happened like one of them, the other one is not a contradiction to the testimony. It's simply that he's mistaken by ver- up to, to two hours. That's Rabbi Meir's opinion. According to Rabbi Yehuda, a person may make even a greater mistake of up to three hours. So, one, so he said, even if one said three and one said five, that's also okay. Because even if I make it the biggest discrepancy possible, I say that the story really occurred in the beginning of the third hour or the end of the fifth hour, which is three hours apart. And each one of them is making a mistake of up to three hours. So that's totally fine. So Robert's perspective, the way I see it, is a lot simpler to understand. We're not trying to assume we know what the witnesses mean. We're actually totally accepting of the greatest discrepancy of the words. We try to exonerate. So if one said two and one said three, we try to make it as far off as we possibly can. One means at the beginning of the second, one means at the end of the third. But we have to understand the Machlokas Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yudah in a different light. The question is, how far off would a person be in time? And we have to just judge what is a normal mistake that a person would make. It's just like a question in general society. How far off are people when they judge with time? According to Rabbi Meir, people, it is logical to assume someone could be off for up to two hours, but not more than two hours. So we'll uphold the testimony when one said two and one said three, but we will not with uphold the testimony when one said three and one said five, because that could be the discrepancy of three hours. Whereas according to Rabbi Yudah, it's reasonable that people would make a mistake of up to three hours. So we'll withhold, we'll, we will uphold the testimony even when one said three and one said five, and they may be up to three hours apart according to Rabbi Yehuda, we will still uphold the testimony. So this is such a different perspective than Abaye. In Abaye, the root of the question, if you think about it, in Rabbi Meir, it was people will make minimal amount of mistake in time, and in Rabbi Yehuda, they'll make a half an hour of mistake in time. And the whole point of it was that we're going to like stick into the words of the witnesses what they meant when they said two and three. Rabbi's like, no, 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 we're not doing that. We're actually going to assume the worst of what the witnesses say, that the discrepancy is as far as big as we can make it. The Machlokas Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda is how big of a mistake will people make. According to Rabbi Meir, people will make mistake up to two hours is reasonable to assume, but no more. 
And according to Rabbi Yehuda, even a mistake in time up to three hours is reasonable to assume. Just with one caveat, don't forget that Rabbi Yehuda, even though he said we'll uphold the testimony between one saying three and one saying five, but we will not uphold the testimony of one saying five and one saying seven. Why not? What's the difference? It's the same discrepancy in time. The answer is because what side of the sun, like everyone notices, like midday, like you got to just know what midday is. The sun's just up in the sky. So one saying five and one says seven, that doesn't make sense. Even if a person couldn't make a mistake between three and five, it's not a contradiction, but five and seven uh, would be a contradiction. So that's where we are. According to Rabbi, though, how does he answer his own question? How could we, Very good. This is the key. You're asking a good question, but this is the difference. The Shavtu Eidah says like this. Don't try, don't try to assume the witnesses meant something unless you know for sure. So if one witness said it happened in hour two, and what witness said it happened in hour three, we, don't, we shouldn't say probably they're talking about the same thing, just they're wording it differently. The one that said two means it happened at the end of the second hour. The one that said three meant it happened at the beginning of the third hour. Don't do such a thing. We don't know. Maybe the words of the witnesses meant something else. The point of a shatu eda v'tzila eda is if you would examine further, you might find a contradiction. So what gives you the right not to examine further and assume there's no contradiction? That's the din of a shatu eda. The din of a shatu eda is on the court. If you could push the buttons of the witnesses further, examine further, cross-examine them further, you might find that there is a contradiction. Here, the Vard is, no matter what I do to the witnesses, I'll cross-examine them till tomorrow. I'll get the greatest discrepancy in their words. But it's not a contradiction. I know I'll push them till the end. But still, when one said it happened at the beginning of the second, we'll say it as explicit as, and one said it happened at the end of the third. We can't throw out that testimony. There's not a contradiction. It's not a question of examining what the witnesses said and finding it. It's the point is, even when it's in front of us, that's not a contradiction because human error allows for that. So there's nothing for the court to throw out. As long as it's normal to assume that a human being would make a mistake about what time it is for up to two hours, then there is no contradiction that we can find between the two witnesses. It's a very interesting idea, the difference between Abai and Rama. Says the Gemara, Tanan. How you both you know so hakiros? They used to be bodek him with seven hakiros. Hakiros are like the essential questions. There's hakiros and then there's bodikos. The hakiros are the essential questions that we ask the Adam. What are those? Is a shavua? Is a what you know? Year was it in the uh, in the cycle? Shmita cycle? Is a shana? What month did it happen? Is a chodesh? Is a shana? What year? Is a is a is a chodesh? What month? The common chodesh? What day of the month? Be is a yom? What day? Be is a shah? What time? And be is a makom? Those are the seven essential questions that we ask them. And then we have further questions. Like we'll ask them, what color was the, was the, was the coat of the murderer? What type of, uh, what was the murder weapon? Those are like that follow-up question. And, and, and those we ask them. So what are the difference between the two types of questions? By the essential questions, one of them responds, I don't know. They say, what day of the month was the murder? He says, I don't know. That doesn't work. Even though we haven't found a contradiction, if they can't answer in sync, then we throw out the testimony. They have to both say the same answers. However, Badikos, by the follow-up questions, you know, what color shirt was the murderer wearing? Even if they both say, I don't know, that's fine. Very interesting. Meaning, we, we ask them, just, it's, like a cross, it's like a cross to try to show contradiction. But if we can't catch them, we can't catch them. They don't have to respond in sync. They just can't be caught in, in contradiction. Whereas by the seven essential questions, they must both answer in the same way. So what's the vart? When we learn about Sanhedrin, we ask, what's the difference? Why 
What makes the seven questions most essential that they have to answer and answer in sync? Whereas the, 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 the follow-up questions, we say it's fine if they say they don't know. You know what the issue is? The issue is with the seven questions about time and location, if they don't answer, then, then their testimony is not vulnerable to Hazama. The very efficacy of testimony in Beistin is based on the principle that of Hazama being always, always being vulnerable to Hazama. Hazama is, remember from Akos, that two other witnesses can come in and say, how did you say this at that time and that, you, were, you were in a different place. That system only works if the witnesses answer and give a specific time and place where they are claiming that they saw the murder. But if they say, I don't know, when they're asked the questions, then they're not vulnerable. They're, they, they don't have that susceptibility to Hazama. If you don't have susceptibility to Hazama, you can't testify. It's a fascinating concept. The very, what makes it effective, the whole system works on the fact that you are vulnerable in your testimony to Hazama. So if you don't answer one of the seven essential questions, you're not vulnerable, so we throw out that testimony. Whereas Badikos, whereas the follow-up questions, like what color shirt was the murderer wearing, who cares? Whether they answer or they don't answer, it's still, they're still going to be vulnerable to Hazama. So fascinating concept. The seven questions are more essential in order to create the vulnerability of Hazama. Once the vulnerability of Hazama is created, then we just ask more questions to see if we can find contradiction. But if, we, if they choose to answer, I don't know, they take the fifth, that's fine. We're still able to uphold the testimony. I don't know why any, why any guy would answer, but go ask any lawyer. People say stupid things on the stand, and that's the reason we put them on the stand. Right? So that's what basically Badikos are. Whereas the Chakiros are essential. You must answer, there's no taking the fifth, and you must make yourself vulnerable to Azam. Fine. Amazing, amazing you say, Chakiros of Badikos. Says the Gemara, Vi Amrita Yinchi, Kule Hai. But wait a second here. If we're saying that they're, according to Rava, there's reasonable uh, mistakes that a human being will make. According to our mayor, up to two hours. According to Rabbi Yehuda, up to three hours. It's still not going to make them vulnerable to Hazama. Let's say the witnesses say it was, I don't know, 10 o'clock. Or like in our case, one says three, one says five. How are you going to be mazim them? They're, not, they're, they're, not, they're still not vulnerable. Someone's going to say, oh, at 10 o'clock you were with us. Yeah, but maybe somebody's just making a mistake in the time. Maybe there's just a mistake in the time. If everything is possible to be off in the time, then no one's ever vulnerable to Hazama. Maybe there was a human error. Maybe it was really an hour off. Oh, at 10 o'clock, how could you say you were at the murder? You think you were with us. Yeah, that's because when the guy said he saw it at 10 o'clock, he thought it was 10 o'clock, but it was really 9 o'clock. So how do you ever mazam anybody? And we know you have to be Yochul Hazam or else it's never testimony. What an amazing question. Says the Gemara, You're right. Hazama will only work if you, loo- if, you make a, you, if you leave enough room for human error. Meaning what? You don't just say, how would you say it was at 10 o'clock? At 10 o'clock you were with me down the block somewhere else. You have to say from all the time possible for the few hours covering any possible room for human error, you were with me somewhere else. It's not enough to just say you were with me somewhere else at the time that the witness stated he saw it. Because maybe the witness was mistaken exactly what the time was. The, the Mazim witnesses have to say you were with us for a long extended period of time which leaves no room for doubt that they weren't at the, at the murder scene. And now the Gemara speaks out what they would have to say. Now, According to Rabbi Meir, we would give them from the beginning of the first hour of the day until the end of the fifth hour. Remember, according to Rabbi Meir, a person makes a mistake of two hours. So going back to the witnesses, one said two and one said three. We said we uphold the testimony. So... We, we really say that a person can be making a mistake for up to two hours. So therefore, we, we, with the Mazim and witnesses would only be Mazim. These witnesses, if they say, you were with us from the beginning of the first hour through 
the end of the fifth hour. Now let's just read inside. Sorry, lost the place. Really, they should have to do even more because the witness who said it happened in the beginning of the second hour, so if he, he would be two, if he would be two hours off, then maybe, you know what time it really was? It was an hour before the start of the day, right? The beginning, maybe it was the beginning of the second hour and he's two hours off, so it's an hour before the beginning of the day. So why is it enough in the Edom HaMazim to say you were with us in the beginning of the first hour? The answer is, Because nobody makes a mistake between night and day. You can make a mistake for up to two hours, but not if one of those hours is day and night. So the witness who said it happened in hour two, even if you meant the beginning of hour two, the Hazama only has to be, you were with us in the beginning of hour one. And it goes through when the other guy said the, hour, the, the, the murder took place in the third hour. So he might be mistaken for up to two hours. So the Edom Mazima might have to say, these witnesses were with us from the beginning of hour one through the end of hour five. In Achanami, that is the only way to make a Hazama. In this case, where one said it happened in hour two, one said it happened in hour three, the Edom Mazima would have to say, these witnesses were with us from hour one through hour five. So by doing that, they've left no room for doubt that they were not there at the time that they're claiming the murder, even with the possible mistakes, and that's the way we're mazing them. According to Rabbi Yehuda, in the case of three and one said three and one said five, where we uphold the testimony, that since you can make a mistake for up to three hours, they will make hard You should get even more because if it happened in the beginning of the third hour, maybe he's making an hour of three, making a mistake of three hours. It was really an hour before the day started. But the reason you that you don't need that is the same point. Nobody would make a mistake about between what is day and what is night. Now, one said three and one said five. The guy who said five might be making a mistake of three hours. So why are we only saying it's good? Through the six hour, shouldn't we be giving more hours into the afternoon? The answer is, in the fifth hour, the sun is still in the east. In the seventh hour, it's in the west. So therefore, the Edom HaMazimin, no one's going to make such a mistake. So the Edom HaMazimin only have to say they were with us between, from the beginning of the, first, of the first hour through the sixth hour. So according to Rabbi Yudha, person, a human error would be up to three hours. So when one says three and one says five, we uphold the testimony. The Edom and Mazimin would have to say they were with us between hour one and hour six. Between before that and after that, there's no possibility for a person making a mistake. No one would mistake night for day. No one would mistake afternoon for morning. But between one and six, there must be that full block of time the Edom and Mazimin say that these witnesses were with us in order to accomplish, in order to achieve Hazam. Fine. That is all a lot of work that we just put in to learn Masech Sanhedrin. Finally, now we get to connect it to Psachim. Tana'an, we learned in our Mishnah. So, you can eat the whole fifth hour until 10.59. You can eat according to Rabbi Meir. And you start burning at 11 o'clock. Rabbi Yehuda, you have to stop eating by 10 o'clock. You chill the whole fifth hour. And you start burning at the beginning of the sixth hour at 11 o'clock. So it sounds like the Machlokas is, will a person make a one-hour mistake or will a person make a two-hour mistake? Frakti Gemara. So we had two perspectives, Abaye and Rav. So Abaye is really bad because Le Abaye said according to our mayor, people don't, there's only a minimal mistake in time. People don't make mistakes in time. So people don't make mistakes in time. So why can't you eat the entire sixth hour? Even if with the second lashon that we had at the end of the daf yesterday, that there's a minimal few minutes mistake that you make in Rameir, the same question. You should at least be able to eat until the very end of the sixth hour, you know, like uh, something like eat until 11.55 or something like that. But why do you have to stop eating a full hour before? 
That's a, a, a buy according to Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir and our Mishnah said you have to wait a full hour. We don't understand why. Was that a person makes a mistake in a half an hour? So okay, it's there is a mistake, but not two hours off. Only half an hour off. You should have. You should be able to eat until eleven thirty. And according to the other lashon that a person makes a mistake for an hour, a buy according to our video that was a mistake in an hour, it should at least be until 11 o'clock. So bottom line is, we don't understand how what we learned in Sanhedrin works with what, Ab- what Abai told us we learned in Sanhedrin works from Sacham. According to Abai, the greatest mistake they, Abai, Aliba, Rabbi Huda, according to one Lashon, was a mistake for up to an hour, but no, no way more. And suddenly in our Mishnah, it sounds like Rameir is saying an hour and Rabbi Huda is saying two hours. So that definitely doesn't work. Definitely doesn't work. So we'll deal with Rava in a second. But first, we just really attack Abai. Abai was really, it's very, very hard. So the Gemara answers, Omar Abaye, If you're going to come in and lay yourself out in the court, you're only going to do that if you're a czarist. What's a czarist? Very conscientious with time. Now, that doesn't mean witnesses are better people. They know time. That's not what it means. It means if you're going to come into the court and state a time for a murder, it means you're aware. We assume you're aware of the time. However, but on Arab Pesach, what time it is, it's just, do you know the time? Maybe you don't. So by Erev Pesach, we are scared that a people will make a mistake with time. According to our mayor, up to an hour. According to our Buda, up to two hours. But when someone comes into a court and he names us a time when he saw the murder happen, we give no room for error. According to our mayor and according to our Buda, we give a room for half an hour or the other lunch in one hour. What an awesome chilek. If you come into the court and you state a time, we expect from the aid that he's very aware of the time that he is in. You wouldn't say that unless you were very aware. That's why we see contradiction when it's even a little bit off. Masha'inkin here in Arab Pesach, they see that they everyone's so aware of the time. Maybe a person doesn't not so aware of the time. So therefore, Chazawar goes there that you can't eat a chametz according to Rabbi Meir one hour before and according to Rabbi Meir two hours before. What a clear chilek. Says the Gemara, Virava liba de Rabbi Meir. Rava, according to Rabbi Meir, here we have the opposite problem. According to Rava, it's Mamish bad. Because according to Rava, what was Rabbi Meir? One said two and one said three. Why do we uphold it? Because people make a mistake for up to two hours. So here we have the opposite problem. Why by Arab Pesach is Rabbi Meir saying that you could eat until 11 a.m. You shouldn't be allowed to eat for two hours before. You should have to stop eating by 10 o'clock because a person makes a mistake for two hours. So it's the opposite problem. We see in Sanhedrin that Rabbi Meir is, is, is concerned for human error up to two hours. In Sachem, he only is concerned for human error of one hour. So the Gemara answer is very simple. Here, the two-hour discrepancy is one is afternoon and one is morning because chametz becomes usher when? After midday. So, hey, chametz mizrach. Vazayin, chametz b'mayrach. In the fifth hour, it's in the east. Afternoon, it's already in the west. So, therefore, the point of the Gemara is that even though normally a person makes a mistake for up to two hours, and that's why we have held the testimony of two and three, but between... Between no one's going to mistake, make a mistake when, he, uh, when the sun is really in the west and think, oh, it's still 10 o'clock. No one's going to think such a thing because the sun is in a different part of the sky. So the, oh, the Gemara will get to that. Very good. The Gemara will get to that. Very good. So the Gemara says, so that's why Rameir here allows you to eat until 11 o'clock. He's not concerned for a mistake because you wouldn't be noticed where the sun is. Frank, the Gemara, the obvious question. If you notice where the sun is, if you know if it's afternoon or not based upon where the side of the sky the sun is in, so you should be able to eat from 11 to 12 also. Elamai, the sun's not good enough. If the sun's not good enough, you have to go back to the regular two hours, so you shouldn't be allowed to eat to 10. Where do we get the split that until 11 is okay, because we'll assume you know the sun, but between 11 and 12 is no good because you don't know the sun. Why does that make any sense? 
So that's a tremendous question. So the Gemara says, So what's the Gemara's answer? The Gemara's answer is, it's close enough. Meaning like, you don't know perfectly the apex of the sun. It's in the middle of the sky. Do I know perfectly where it is? So in between 11 and 1, to me, the sun looks in the middle. <laughs> that's what I see. I, there I might make a mistake. But, 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 but when, it, when it's, I'm not going to make a mistake, but when it's before 11 o'clock and when the sun is already past mid the afternoon, that I wouldn't make a mistake. So it's a very practical answer. So generally, a person makes a mistake for up to two hours. And that's why Rameer mayor, by, by testimony, said once at two and once at three, we uphold. Up to two hours, you make a mistake. But here, we could eat until 11 o'clock because we could assume a person will know based upon the sun if it's, uh, if it's, if it's still in the tens or it's already afternoon. We assume a person will be able to understand that. But and when it's in the 11s, will a person know if it's afternoon or still in the 11s? There, we assume a person won't know. And that's why you can't eat in the 11s. Fine. That's Rava Aliba Derevi Mayor. Now we get the hard part. This is the biggest discrepancy possible. He said once at three and once at five is good testimony. Why? Because a person makes a mistake for up to three hours. If so, a person shouldn't be allowed to eat through the nines. Right? Already when nine o'clock comes, you should stop. You should have to stop eating chametz because a person may make a mistake for three hours. Elamai, what are you going to answer? That you're not going to make a mistake afternoon and the nines because one is the sun is in the after is, is in the um, is in the sky. Uh, one, one the sun is in the is, is in the west and the one the sun is in the east. But what's the, the obvious question then? So then you should be able to eat between ten and eleven also. So now we're stuck. Now we're really stuck because review this says you have to stop eating chametz at ten. Human error allows for three hours, so that should be from nine. LMI. You're relying on the sun. So you're relying on the sun, you should be relying on the sun up until 11. We can understand from 11 that relying on the sun is not good enough because it just looks like it's in the middle. But if you rely on the sun, and that's why you can eat from 9 to 10, so rely on the sun, and that's you should be able to continue eating from 10 to 11. That the Gemara won't buy. Okay, so that's our problem right now. According to Rabbi, according to Rabbi, the human error is three hours. So why is it that I'm allowed to eat from 9 to 10? Elamai the sun, so then rely on the sun from 10 to 11. That's where we're stuck. So the Gemara answer is a very nice, beautiful thing here. Tirgama Abaye, I'll leave it to Rava. Remember, Abaye was the one who was arguing with Rava. Here, Abaye is going to answer for his friend Rava. Beautiful thing. It happens a lot in Shas. Abaye will answer for his colleague Rava even when he's arguing with him. Tirgama Abaye, I'll leave it to Rava. Idos Masur is reason. Chametz Lakol Masur. So what are we trying to say? So what are, we, what, what, what are we trying to say with this point? So... It's not so clear where the Gemara is going. Rabbi Yehuda will agree, Edus is Mesurah Lezruzin, right? So even though Rabbi Yehuda said you could have a three-hour mistake, as we said, but between five and seven, Rabbi Yehuda said you're not going to make a mistake. Rabbi Yehuda said that black and white in the Mishnah and Sanhedrin, that between, if one said five and one said seven, one said it happened at 10.30, one said it happened at 12.30, we throw it out because we assume the discrepancy between 10 and 12 is too far based upon the sun. But that is only because we're talking about Zruzin. But if you're talking about Chalmates, then even in the hours between 10 and 1, the sun is not good enough. So we're saying a very tricky thing. People make mistakes for three hours. Fine. So really, Chomet should be usher from 9? No, we rely on the sun. I rely on the sun. So then eat to 11, just like Rabbi Yehuda said by testimony, discrepancy between 5 and 7 we throw out because of the sun? No, it's not good enough. The sun is not good enough for everybody. For, for Eden, for this reason, it's good enough already from 10 and after, from 10 and on, that's already, from 10 and, and after 12 is a, is a contradiction. But for a regular person to know based upon the sun after 10, 
They know the difference from after 10 in the afternoon. We don't rely on it. It's very tricky. So bottom line is, we come out with the following thing. You can eat chametz until 10 o'clock, but not after 10 o'clock. Because once it comes 10 o'clock, we already say people see the sun in the middle of the sky and they might make a mistake. From 9 o'clock until 10 o'clock, there are even the hamonam, even the non-conscientious people can tell the difference between what the sun looks like until 10 o'clock and what it looks like in the afternoon. But if can I tell the difference where the sun looks like between 10 and 11 and what the sun looks like in the afternoon? There it depends. Witnesses could, regular people can't. So where are we bottom line? Very, like, it ends up in a very like, hard place. By Eidos, Rabbi Yudha says, human mistake for up to three hours. One witness said three, one witness said five, we uphold the testimony. If one witness said five and one witness said seven, we throw it out. Why? Because of the svar that everybody knows what the difference between the sun looks like between 10 and 11 and in the afternoon. But that split is only for witnesses. For a regular person, they would make a mistake between what the, ten, the sun looks like in the fifth hour and what the sun looks like in the seventh hour. Because it just looks in the center of the sky. Therefore, according to Rabbi Yudha, you have to stop eating chametz from 10 o'clock. Rabbi Meir held, not that way, Rabbi Meir held that people can still notice the difference in the sun until it gets to 11 o'clock. That's what ends up, uh, that's what ends up as the dispute. But this is very, very, a lot of details, very complicated. So Rava now comes along and he actually changes it. That was what Abai answered for Rava. Rava actually throws it out. Rava Amar Lav Hainu Taima to Rabbi Yehuda. You know what? You're actually right. Really, you could rely on the sun all the way until 11, which made a lot more sense. This chilek that... Witnesses rely on the sun, but not everybody in the tenth, in, from, from 10 to 11 was very tricky. Rava says, no, really, you can rely on the sun for up to 11 o'clock. Why am I saying you can't eat chametz from 10 o'clock? The pshad is in beer chametz What does that mean? In order to destroy chametz, you have to burn it. The din is, according to Rabbi Yudah, you have to burn it. You can't flush it down the toilet, you have to burn it. Therefore, the rabbis gave you a full hour, that you should go get wood, meaning you're busy eating comments. If right after this man for comments, you'd have to go right away and burn your comments, don't want to have wood. So the rabbi said, stop eating an hour before you need to burn. Not because we're scared you're going to eat in the afternoon. None of that. We're not scared. The sun's still here and the sun is different. They're different. The point is because we need to give you an hour to go get your wood. Fascinating answer. Okay. So really the sun, everyone understands the sun is from 11 and on that the mistakes come, not before. So we essentially we should allow you to eat chametz until 11, a new dinder abana to stop eating from 10, according to Rabbi Yehuda, because we want you to go get your wood. When is there a din that you have to burn your chametz? That's only where you're getting rid of it before chametz becomes aser. If it's before this man, that chametz becomes aser, before midday, then you have to burn it. Abu Bashas Biburo, Rabbi Yudah agrees that it's after this man that Chametz already became Asr, Hashbasasa Bechol Dava. Then Rabbi Yudah agrees you could flush it down the toilet. A fascinating chilek. Until midday, that's where Rabbi Yudah says the din is with beer. That beer means destruction with, with fire. But after midday, once the Chametz is Asr, you just get rid of it however you could. So what's the Gemara's Kasha? Rashi learns Pshat that the Gemara's Kasha is. So why are we so concerned that he might not have wood? What's the big deal if you don't have wood? What's the big deal? You don't have wood, okay? So it's gonna come this man, it's gonna come, let's say, 11 o'clock, you don't have wood, you're not gonna burn. And then what? And then let's say an hour passes at 12 o'clock, then the din is, you can flush it down your toilet. So why do we care, Rashi learns around the Gemara like this, why do we care so much that we have to give him an hour to go get wood so that he gets wood and he makes the beer, even if he wouldn't make the beer, what's the big deal? So the chametz will be there until 12 and at 12 he'll flush it down the toilet. If even at 12 you need to burn it, that would be a big problem because 
If you don't have your wood and this and that, you're gonna have comments when you're not allowed to. But if once it turns 12, the halacha switches and you're allowed to flush it down the toilet and you don't have to burn it, so it's, who cares? So who cares if you wanna have wood? That's the way Rashi learns Pshad in the Gemara's question. So this whole thing that we need to give you an hour to get wood completely falls away. So we're back to our problem. If everyone can tell the difference in the sun from, from, from 10 to 11 in the afternoon, why is Rabbi saying that you have to stop eating chametz from 10 o'clock? What Yehuda said, we're scared of a cloudy day. Cloudy day, you won't be able to tell the difference in the sun. So therefore we have to stop, make you, and remember, according to Rabbi Yudah, a person makes a mistake in time for up to three hours. So therefore, you, you have to stop eating chametz from 10. The obvious question, if you're scared for a cloudy day, so then you should have to stop eating chametz from 9, because according to Rabbi Yudah, a person makes a mistake for three hours. Says the Gemara, Amira Papa, Dalid's Masudalakoli. There's a biological clock. This is the coolest far. There's a biological clock. You get hungry. You usually eat between 9 and 10. So everybody knows when it's 9 to 10. And specifically, the Rishonim speak out because we're dealing here with food. We're dealing with you going to eat chametz. So the Xera, it's really going to be in the afternoon and you're going to be eating chametz thinking it's a different time makes no sense because your internal clock about when you eat kicks in. So therefore, between 9 and 10, we know when it's 9 and 10. The only problem is after 10 o'clock. So after 10 o'clock, that's why we oscillate to Xera of, the, of when the, you're not going to be able to tell with the sun. And now the Gemara elaborates a little bit about when people eat. The first hour is the Michael Ludim. Who are the Ludim? Bad, bad people. These are uh, cannonballs, right? The people just eat like crazy. They're such bad people that they, the first second they can eat, they wake up, they run the first second. Shniyamacha listen, thieves. So thieves, also bad people, but they have to sleep a little bit later because they were up all night. So they only eat in the second hour. Shlishis machal yarshin, people who don't have a job, right? They just inherited a lot of money. The huge, they're sitting on a lot of cash, so they don't work. So they eat already in the third hour. Vias machal polim, for workers, they don't get a chance to eat until the fourth hour. Chamishas fifth hour machal tamidah chachamim. Torah scholars will only eat after studying. Shishas machal adam, the sixth hour is when regular people eat. Says the Gemara, that doesn't make sense. If regular people only eat in the sixth hour, didn't we just say regular people, the biological clock, eat in the fourth hour? That's what we just said. No one makes a mistake between 9 and 10 because most people eat between 9 and 10. So we don't want to have that most people are eating in the 6th hour. That would mess up everything we said. You switch it around. Regular people eat in the 4th hour. Specific like people like out on a specific task only eat in the 5th hour. And Shishas, the 6th hour is and the Tamidukhamim are the last people to eat. From then and on, if you eat after midday, you know what it's like? It's like throwing a stone into a wine flask. What's the point? When you throw the, the stone in, it looks like there's more volume of wine. But there's not more volume of wine. It's just that the stone is displacing volume, right? So it's, it, it's not increasing the wine. It's just it's taking up more space. That's what's going in in your stomach as well. It's not doing anything for your body. You're just filling up your stomach with food. Meaning it's not healthy. That's the point. It's healthy to eat at least before the sixth hour. If you're only eating after the sixth hour, that's no good. That's only if you didn't snack at all before. As long as you snacked before, less than ball, we don't have an objection if your main meal takes place after the sixth hour. The only problem is if you fast until after the sixth hour and then you have a meal, that's where we say that that's not healthy. So everything after all is said and done. After the dust settles, says Ravashi, the same dispute we have by Edith is Machlokas by Chametz. What does that mean? What does that mean here? That means the same dispute, the nature of the dispute, Rameir and Rabbi Yehuda, about upholding the nature of testimony, whether or not how long people make mistakes, 
that Ramir holds people make less mistakes with time, Rabiuda holds people make more mistakes with time. That's the same nature of the dispute by Chametz as well. Rabiuda is concerned for a greater discrepancy in time. That's why he says you can't eat already between 10 and 11. And Rabiuda says, no, there's less na- time and mistakes and you can eat all the way until 11. Says the Gemara Peshitta Hainu this is what we just learned in the whole sugya. We were, we were trying to work out that it wasn't a contradiction, but after the dust settled and we made it work, we made the thing with the sun and the ethos and this and that, it ended up working out. So the general spirit of the machlokas is the same. It says the Gemara, it's coming to say, our answers that we gave were good answers. So what Ravashi is getting is the last word. We had a lot of problems working it out. Ravashi is saying, bottom line is, I'm coming along at the end of the Gemara, after the end of all the Amorim, and I'm telling you, everything we did, I give my affirmation. It was good. The other way would have been is that it is a contradiction in the Mishnahites and there's just different versions about what Mayor and Rabbi Yudah hold and we shouldn't connect them and there's actually contradictions. Had we done that, it wouldn't have been the same spirit of the Machlokas. Says Rabbi no, I like everything that we did today. I can confirm that that exactly is the Machlokas. Just one last point. This is all with Edus is when one said different hours in the day. If one said that it happened before the sunrise and one said that it happened after the sunrise, we definitely throw it out because everybody would know if the sun rose or not. That, 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 there, there, there's no room for reasonable error. Says the Gemara Pshita. So that's, that's t- obvious. One said before sunrise, after sunrise, of course, it's different. It's a contradiction. One said it happened before sunrise. One, one said it happened in the middle of the sunrise. They do send Batela. Says the Gemara Hanami Pshita, even if it's in the middle. But the bottom line is, everyone would know if you see the rays of the sun or not. So the Gemara says, Maybe they're both talking about the same thing. Really, it happened before the sun rose, meaning before the rays of the sun, before the, the ball of the sun was out. The one who said that it was during the sunrise, he was just standing in the glow of the sun. He was just seeing some sort of radiance from the glow, but not the actual rise of the sun. Meaning sunrise itself is the ball of the sun emerging from the horizon. He may not actually have seen that. When he said, he just means that there was the glow that was beginning to shine. And it was really the same thing as the guy who said that it was before the sunrise. No, we assume that these words are literal. And therefore, there is a contradiction and we throw it out. The only time we say there's reasonable doubt for error is when it's in the middle of a daytime hours.